seated in your love to have a place in your heart and we are in a seat of peace and rest and that we can gaze upon you gaze upon your majesty your beauty your splendor your glory consumed by you thank you that you love us so much thank you that we can call you father Thank you that you are our king, you are our lord, you are our prophet, you are our teacher, our rabbi. You're just everything. Lord, and we, we never ever want to be separated from you. Because every step that we take, we want to walk with you. We want to take it and start moving with you from glory to glory each and every second that we could portray the truth of Jesus Christ. So this morning we just come and we yield, we open up our hearts, we open up our spirits, we ask you to come and consume us, to come and control us, to do with us whatever you want to do. Take our plans and our preconceived ideas out of us. Give us your plans, your ways, your will. Lord, and help us to have an expectancy here this morning, expectancy to see your face, expectancy to have you manifesting even in the natural. Give us a new desire, a new zeal for you that we'll rise up as sons of God. Welcome all the angels in this place. We welcome the men of in white linen and the clouds of witnesses. The seven spirits of God, heavenly beings, everything, all of creation are welcome in this place. Father, and I just come now to every person here, everything of creation, and I command it, body, soul, spirit, you will worship God. You will praise God. You will release the sound, the frequency, the vibration, and the fragrance of heaven because the king of glory is in this place. And we declare it's not about us. It's about him. The great I am, Yahweh. Father, may you be glorified. May you be exalted. May you be lifted high in this place. Take our eyes, our ears, our hearts, our whole being into captivity, into you. Consume us with you. Let your fire of love come into us. We stand in awe and amazement of our King, the King of glory, our Father. In the name above all names, in 
name of Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen and amen. Jesus. What an amazing year. What an amazing year. What an amazing season. I don't know about you, but I can tell you, I've never had such a glorious year as this year. In the spiritual realms, I've never seen things opening up and God revealing his secrets and mysteries like never before. This is a year of blessing. This is the year of Deuteronomy 28, where he says, and I'll come and I'll bless you. I'll bless you in abundance. When he says, I bless you in abundance, it means that my blessings will come and it will overflow you. It will overtake you. It's uncontrollable. It's like a tsunami coming into you. And I know a lot of people think about finances now. It's not about the finances. The first thing that will come like a tsunami is the revelation of Jesus Christ, the revelation of his love. Because it's all about him. Last year was the year of Jubilee and everybody stood and said, this is the year we're going to receive, we're going to receive. And the Lord said, no, the year of Jubilee is not about receiving. The year of Jubilee is about repositioning. Because it's, if you go into Hebrew country, it's a year of the door, 2018. That is the year of the release. And 2007, most people will tell you, it's been the most difficult year ever. Good. You needed it. I needed it. We needed the fire. We needed the storm. We needed the, des- the desert times. Why? Because then he uplifts, he unveils everything that stands between you and him. He takes you in a place where you surrender. You allow him to come and control you. He takes you into a place of maturity. So when you step into Deuteronomy 28, you are able to host the glory of him. So if you allowed God to come and to release his fire into you last year, you are positioned for glory. You are positioned for the release. You just got to ask yourself, did I allow him to finish his work that he started? He's a finisher. You need to allow him. So this is a year that God is coming and he's going to restore the voice of the church worldwide. He's going to restore the voice of the church and governmental positions in nations. Everything, the truth of the church need to come back. The church need to rise up. And if I look at the gathering here at Moravian Falls, there are so many prophetic words released from heaven. Not from people out of the flesh. I'm telling you, words released upon this place. There are many scrolls upon this gathering and a upon Moravian Falls about the great awakening, about the great move of God and that people from all over the world will stream into this place to come and encounter God. And I want to tell all of you, it is time to rise up. Because when I looked at some of you in the spirit during worship, there weren't even a little bit of fire upon you. It's time to rise up. God is looking for a radical body, a radical person that wants to represent a radical God. 
And it's inside of you because he says, Jesus says in John 17, Father, everything you have given me, I have given them. You lack nothing. What are you waiting for? The fire is not just going to come. You need to go and fetch it. You need to bring it down. Stop these religious prayers. Lord, we ask you, come down, bring your fire, please. He created you. He said, you a king. You represent me. I've given you all authority. Bring heaven to earth. So you need to go and fetch it. He told you, you come to heavenly places. You come boldly to the throne. He did not say, no, Lord, you better come down here. Oh, you come to me. We're a bit arrogant, I think. The earth is shaking. Last night during the night we staying and I listened to all of creation. I listened to the trees. I listened to the earth. Yes, they talk. Because everything God created for life. And they were shouting and said, Etienne, why ain't the people rising up? We are ready to celebrate Jesus with them. So I'm going to ask you, don't wait on the person next to you. Take possession. It is time. Everything is ready. The king of kings is waiting to be revealed. What are you going to do about it? You need to take possession of your inheritance. You need to become a radical. And you're only going to become a radical to a God that you know. A God that you see. A God that you hear. This is the time. And now you've got no excuse anymore because you've, le you've heard the truth of heaven. What are you going to do with what the Lord says? I can tell you, if you're going to be obedient now and you're going to rise up and truly seek his face, if you're going to seek the place where you could glorify him each and every second you'll be blown away by his goodness we sang about how good is God and some people just oh, good, 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 good. yeah you are dead you must ask yourself the question and Jesus started walking through the island you were singing like this would you have sang the same so what's the difference where's the Holy Spirit it says in Psalm 14, 2, Psalm 53, 2, that he gazes upon his pavilion of heaven to see where there is a son that's obedient to him, that he can reveal himself. God desires in the season to reveal his goodness. He wants, he desires to come and reveal the power and the provision of his covenant. The power and the provisions of his blood. The power and the provisions of all the names of God. He wants to manifest to you that he's the God of the impossible. That he's the God whose word is yea and amen. He's the God of glory, but he wants to reveal it through you. I normally when I talk, I ask a lot of questions. Um, today I'm going to ask some questions as well. But you're not going to answer me. You can place yourself in front of Jesus and then you answer it. Because I want you to answer in truth to yourself. And this is to stir your spirit. 
I love stirring your spirits that they awaken up so that truth comes into your heart that you need to start facing what is the truth of my heart because it's easy to talk. It's easy to make the right noises and the right words. But what does your lifestyle look like? Is it a manifestation of Jesus Christ? And the truth is always in your heart. Some of you might feel offended. And any time when you take offense, even if somebody has told a lie about you, you know there's something in your heart. So as I normally say, if you take offense, get over yourself. We've all got to go through. We all take offense sometimes. But then you always know there's something still there in my heart that keeps the glory away, the fullness of God. Okay, let's talk. What I've seen as I travel the world and minister, I see thousands, hundreds and thousands, maybe a million of people a year. But I see people that don't know whom they are. People with a lack of identity because I don't see the glory of God. I don't see the glory of God manifesting. And this morning, I want to help you and myself so that we can rise up to step into that place of glory because I believe we need to be positioned and if you don't know where you are positioned and what you look like you're never going to step into that place of rulership and dominion never and that is, that is not an act of love towards God he sent his son to die for us so that we could take possession of all of inheritance and Genesis 1 26 7 he said I've created you to my image and it said you must rule over all of creation how big's creation so far the scientists said last year January they made a statement there are over three trillion galaxies so you a ruler over what? Do you need anything? So why do you beg them and praise? I've given them everything. So I could actually close my sermon right now. He's given you everything. He's given you the man at authority power. Colossians 2 says the fullness of the God at three and one's inside of you. So you need nothing. Have everything. We can go home. As short as that. I've given you everything. You are there to rule. John 5 verse 43, the A part of it. John says, I, John, here to represent God. That's your starting point. Who am you? Who are you? You put your name there. I, Etienne. Yeah, to represent the great I am, Yeshua. What does it mean when I say I'm here to represent? I am here to reveal Jesus. And that is how you stand up in the morning. You start realizing that honor and the privilege. I'm standing up in heavenly places in Christ. Yet to represent, to reflect him, to reveal him, to become that stream of living water, to become that tree of life. 
Did it feel like that this morning when you got up? Or is it, oh, now I have to go to a gathering. I've got to go and to listen to that crazy Etienne. I've got to go to church. I'll have to go because my wife is going. I hope it's a quick sermon. Got a great lunch there. Huh? Some of you must go like this. Firstly, you need to know how honored, how privileged you are. That he chose you and I to live now. To represent him now in these days. For the greater glory, the greater times. Then he comes in Ephesians 5.1. He said, be imitators of God. I'm reading in the New Testament, um, almost in scripture, New Testament out of the Passion Translation. Be imitators of God in everything you do. For then you will represent your father as his beloved sons and daughters. And 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, Paul says, imitate me. Then you will be imitating the Father. Wow. What a statement. And we're supposed to say that. Do exactly as I'm doing. Because then you actually become a reflection, an imitator of God. Those are wild words. What did Paul do? He took Jesus on by his word. Jesus said in John 5, verse 19 to 24, Everything I do, I do as I see what my Father in heaven is doing. So what happened? You and I need to step into that. That is the prerequisite of everything of walking with God. You need to see and to hear. So everybody here sees and hears. Easy. I got thousands and thousands of people telling me everywhere they go, Etienne, but I don't see. Or I don't hear, said it's impossible. Because God says in John 10, all my sheep hear my voice. Said we need to be imitators of Jesus. Jesus says, I only did what I saw my father. Paul said, I only do, do what I'm doing because I'm imitating him. So what does he do? He's seeing. Proverbs 20 verse 12. Here comes a key. Lovers of God have been given eyes to see with spiritual discernment and ears to hear from God. Who? Lovers of God. Now I'm going to ask you, are you a lover of God? Just don't answer. I'm asking about first love. Because when God speaks about a lover of God, it means first love. All your decisions are based on him. He's your first inquiry. You go to him. He's not your children. We base our decisions on our children's or our bank accounts or your husband's or wife's. Are you a lover of God? And I'm going to ask you, do you pursue him? Do you read Bible because you need him, you want something, or are you doing it because I love him? Difference. 
Because most people are reading the word, coming to church, praying, pursuing Jesus because they want encounters, they want all the glorious things, or they need something. They need breakthrough. They need finances. They need whatever. It does not come out of love. Because lovers of God, first love, sees and hear. Not what Etienne says. The word says it. Now, I'm going to ask you. No, I'm not going to ask you now. I'm going to take you to Ephesians 2. Because this is how I want you to start living. I'm giving you keys this morning. And I can tell you, you will have an extravagant, glorious lifestyle in the spirit. Your dwelling place. When you do, what well, I'm going to give you some keys. Ephesians 2 from verse 4. But God still loved us with such great love. He's so rich in compassion and mercy. Even when we were dead and doomed to our many sins, he united us into the very life of Christ and saved us by his wonderful grace. You've been united with him when you were still in sin, not even saved. How's that possible? So we're going to talk some supernatural things. We're going to talk about a little bit of revelation. And I'm going to stir your spirit. How's it possible? What has the word said? Christ was crucified before the foundations of the earth. So when were you united? What an act of love. Christ united you. Before the foundations of the earth, he already revealed himself to you. He already said, I knew you before you in the mother's womb. I knew you before the foundations of the earth because you were one with him. And when he said, I knew, it means I had relationship with you. Now let's stir the spirit even more. When you got conceived... Your spirit was released from heaven to come and join in the womb, your soul and your body. What did your spirit man do? It came through all dimensions, all realms, and it announced to the world, Son of God coming to earth to rule. Now I'm going to ask you a question. You made an announcement, God's word is yea and amen. What does your rulership look like? Because when you were released, your spirit man from heaven, it came with a duty to represent Christ and to rule. What does it look like in your life? Because he knew you. Now I'm going to go further. When we see a little boy like that, we look at him in the natural. Oh, how cute he is. Well, you know, don't share too many things of him about Jesus. But he's not ready yet. He's still young. Maybe when he's 12 or 16, we can release the greater things. Biggest mistake you've ever made. Because when God says, I knew you, you had relationship. He declared, your spirit man is mature. Because he's got everything of Christ in him. The body is small, needs to come to maturity. His soul needs to come. But he has got spiritual eyes and ears. His spirit man is mature. And his spirit man's big enough that the earth is his foundation, is his footstool. 
You see how we steal from our children? Because we look in the natural. We look in the natural. The purpose of this was when he united us to unveil He raised us up with Christ, the exalted one. Let's stop there. You were raised up with Christ, the exalted one. You inside of him, we all know the basic rule. What you touch, you become. What you behold with your eyes, you become. Remember I said it's about positioning yourself. It's about seeing yourself because that's where it starts. Do you see yourself as an exalted one? Not the exalted one, but a exalted one. People, what I'm telling you are important because if you're not going to start seeing yourself as through the eyes of Jesus Christ in those dimensions, you never, listen to what I'm telling you, you're never going to start seeing yourself and taking up that position of rulership. You are an exalted one. In his image, so how can you not be exalted? So when you are here, you've been reunited with him in Christ. Do you see yourself in Christ or do you see yourself here in the gathering in the building? Because you're supposed to see yourself out of a heavenly perspective, out of a heavenly dimension. You're looking down on yourself, seeing yourself down because you and your spirit man, your spirit man hosts your body and your soul. That is how you need to start living. I'm looking down because I'm on the throne. In Christ, looking at all of creation, I see the exalted one sitting there. Representing Christ, sons of God. And we ascended with him in the, listen to this. You and I have ascended your spirit into the glorious perfection and the authority of the heavenly realm. For now we are co-seated as one with Christ. You've been given all authority where? In the heavenly realm. Why? Because what did he say? If you obey my word, if you obey my commandments, you will rule in my house, you will rule in my courts. All authority and power has been given. So where do I need to start ruling? Out of heaven. That's why we get so many people that have lost their joy, they've lost everything. They're just fighting, trying to survive, and they want to get victory, and they want to get breakthrough. Man, it's like the spirit of stupid has jumped on the people. You in victory, you in breakthrough, you can't lose. It's impossible. It is impossible. So why do we lose our joys? Because we face our chaos. We face our circumstances like this in the flesh. We look at everybody in the flesh instead of out of my place on the rulership, I'm the king, so I instruct. 
They will bow their knees because I'm in Christ and I'm releasing his word and every knee will bow and confess that Jesus is alive and he's the king. All of creation has been created to glorify him and when he speaks, they obey. So that's your next thing you have to see. I've got all authority in the heavenly realm. I'm in him, I'm one with him. Throughout the coming of ages, listen now, we will be the visible display of the infinite, limitless riches of his grace and kindness, which was showered upon us in Jesus Christ. You and I are what? The infinite, limitless display of Christ. Wow. Question. Is that true in our lives? Is it true in your life? And when you say yes, it means that you're walking in a transfigured body full of signs, wonders, miracles. Jesus is manifesting through you. That's the infinite, limitless display. The fullness of glory that we walk transfigured. That is like we with Christ on the mountain of transfiguration, that place of maturity. That is how we're supposed to walk around. I've had times in my life, and by that I want to make it clear. I don't say I've made it. I don't want to say I'm better than you. I'm just exactly the same person as you. But I had times in life that God came and angels came to touch me in the natural. That my whole body got transfigured. That you just sit, you can't breathe, you can't move, you don't either. You stare, you sit or you stand in awe and amazement. Is this real? At times that my, some parts of my body, my arms and my hands will just disappear. Just become spirit. That is how the sons of God, we are supposed to walk around. I want to tell you, nothing comes without a price. We're looking, as I always say, we're looking for a Tinkerbell Jesus. It just comes with a magic wand and whatever you ask. And Lord, I want to be transfigured. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Without paying a price. He paid a price and you need to imitate him. So what do you need to see? You need to start realizing the possibility is in me to become the display of the fullness of the great I am. Have you got that desire to glorify him all the time? Of course, this is all about love. Verse 14 says, listen now, to, to, have now become one. And we live restored to God, it means, and reconciled in the body of Christ. Where do you live? In Christ. Your life is in 
Christ. Now, are you desperate not to be separated from him? Another question. Are you desperate not to be separated because you can only live and have eternity in Christ? Have you ever seen when you've got you in financial troubles or you've got a sickness, a bad sickness, how desperate you become and what measures you go through? Are you desperate for life, for Christ? What measures are you taking? How much time are you spending? Are you prepared to set up nights? Are you prepared to engage Him and to seek Him in every moment? Because your spirit, your body, your soul is supposed to minister, to praise, to worship, to glorify Him each and every second, even when you sleep. Through His crucifixion, He hate, hatred died. Oh, through crucifixion, hatred die. And there are some of you sitting here with such unforgiveness and walking with familiar spirits and blame other people for all the bad and the sick things in your own life. How sick can you be? Cursing other people. Witchcraft. Hatred died. Hatred can only die when you are reconciled in Christ and you've got that lifestyle. For the Messiah has come to preach a sweet message of peace to you. The ones who were distant and to those who are near. The sweet message of peace. A son of God, a ruler, represents a sweet message of peace. The Messiah just said, now, I'm reconciled in you. I preach to you the message of peace. Exodus 33, 14, Moses speaks, and the Lord says, my presence and my peace shall always be with you. So what does it tell you? You and I can't preach a message of peace unless we're in his presence. You can never separate presence and peace. What do you do for those that are near and to the distance ones? There are two revelations of those who are near, the people that I really know and love, and that's what we normally do. We only preach and talk to the people that we know are saved and good for Jesus in church. But the distant ones, the lost ones, we avoid them. Jesus preached to both. The other thing also from the close ones and the distant ones, you have to preach to all nations. Oh. I did not say you're going to all nations, but you have to preach to all nations. How do I do it? Your testimonies are supposed to go out to all of creation, never mind nations. So how many of your testimonies are influencing, preaching to the nations? People talking about you and your testimonies. Now I'm gonna tell you something else. Everything that you do, that you release, influences all of creation every moment. Wow. Do you realize that? Why? Because you're a king with a man that when the king speaks, it releases. Sound, frequency, vibration. 
So what does your kingdom look like when you are speaking? What are you creating? People, we need, I'm going to stretch you. You need to start thinking like Jesus. You need to start thinking of being a king. Because you've got a limitless God. And he just told you, you need to display that limitlessness. Now, here comes a big one. And now because we were, we are united to Christ. We both have equal and direct access in the realm of the Holy Spirit to come before the Father. Oh, we've got both with the Holy Spirit, got direct and equal access to come before the Father. Hebrew 4, he says, come boldly to my throne because of the access he's been granted to you. His favor and his blessing, his scepter has been stretched out to you. Now I'm going to ask you a question again. What have you done with the invitation? How many of you have gone in front of the throne, see Jesus, see his face, seen the Father? Because that's what a ruler does. That's what a son of God does. And there's no excuse because he said, you will see, you will hear, you'll have discernment as well. Because we've got a false humility. Oh Lord, I'm, oh you just appears and we're on the floor and on our faces, everything. But we don't enter, why not? If it's truth coming out of your heart, desire, love that you want to glorify, why are you not in front of his face? Why are you not seeing him? Because we teach the people, you will never see the face of God, you will die. And we contradict the word because of one scripture where God spoke to Moses and said, keep your hands in front of your face, otherwise you will die of my glory. One scripture, that was just for that circumstances for Moses. Because in, in Matthew 5 verse 8, he says, pure of heart will see the face of God. When? Now. He never said, once you've died, you're going to see my face. No, now. That's why Jesus died. Psalm 24, he says, those with clean hands, hands represent your works. Clean hands means clean works. You can only have clean works if you do the will of the Father. Not trying to be good and impress. Good works, not clean hands. Obedient works, clean hands and good. And worth pure hearts, clean hands, pure hearts will see the face of the Father. Do you desire to see the face? And always the first place that you go to, why am I not hearing, why am I not seeing? Go to the heart. John 17, Jesus speaks and said, Father, if no, he didn't say that, he said, I first sanctify myself through the spirit of truth so that I could sanctify others. Jesus, release your truth into my heart so that it becomes pure, that I can see your face. Because I want to step into Ephesians 5.1. I only do what I see my father doing.
I want to imitate them. I want to imitate them. Listen what God says. You have got equal access to see him. Be honest with yourself. When you woke up this morning, did you desire to see him? And this morning up to now, did your lifestyle reveal that desire to him? Because you need to reveal it. God is sick and tired of all our words. He looks at your actions, your reactions. Because the desires comes in your action. Lovers of God are doers of the word. Listen to this. So you are not foreigners or guests, but rather you are the children of the city of the Holy Ones with all the rights as family members of the household of God. If you look at your own lifestyle, can I declare that upon you that it is so? That it's yeah and amen, you're living it. So you're not just visiting, you're staying there. It's a place of habitation. It manifests in your life. You're not foreigners of get, but you are in the family of the household of God, in the city of the Holy Ones. Where's the city of the Holy Ones? In heaven. The new Jerusalem. You a building block of the new Jerusalem. That's why he says in Revelation 21, the new Jerusalem, the bride of Christ. That's a word. Why? It's a body thing. The bride is a body thing. It's not about a person. It's a corporate thing. It's a unity thing. That's why he died so that all can be reunited. That's why he says in 1 Peter 2 from verse 4. So keep coming to him who is the living stone. Though he was rejected and discarded by men but chosen by God and is priceless in God's sight. Come and be his Living stones, because the new Jerusalem are built out of living stones who are continually being assembled into a sanctuary for God. For now you get to serve as holy priests. All of us have been created as priests, offering up spiritual sacrifices that he readily accepts through Jesus Christ. You are in the city of Christ, in heavenly places, Mount Zion, Jerusalem. That's where your spirit man is supposed to be. No foreigner, no guest. So you know what it looks like. You've been there before. Before the foundations of the earth. Before you and a mother's womb, because you're above time. You're above sound. 
above light, above everything. Let me stir you. If you are in Christ, who's the beginning and the end, who was, who is, and is to come, what do you become? Wherever he moves, you move because you're inside of him. So what can you do? You can go and see what it looks like before the foundations of the earth. You are rising like the perfectly fitted stones of the temple and your lives are being built up together, together upon the ideal foundation laid by the apostles and prophets. And best of all, you are connected to the head cornerstone of the building, the anointed one, Jesus Christ himself. Remember in the beginning, we spoke about the exalted one. Start seeing yourself as a exalted one. What do you need to see yourself also as? A anointed one. Why? Because the fullness of God, his power, his provision is inside of you. Have you seen yourself as an anointed one? A set apart one. Very important. You're going to rule you're going to take up your, your, your um, responsibility and your authority in heavenly places when you see that I'm an anointed man, which means that all the power of God inside of you, and when you know, even in earthly circumstances, that all the power, everything authority is on me, you rule. You're not going to take nonsense of nobody. Exactly the same. You need to see yourself as an anointed one in the season. Listen to this. The entire building is under construction, is continually growing under his supervision until it rises up completed as the holy temple of the Lord himself. You and I am under construction. As I said in the beginning, he's a finisher with everything that he starts. And we all probably know the story of Ruth, um, Billy Graham's wife, Ruth. In the 17th, they drove in a car and they drove through roadworks. And at the end of the roadworks, there was a, a sign up that said, end of construction, thank you for your patience. And she said, Billy, this is what I want on my tombstone. And he said, why? He said, because I'm under construction. And God and the people will have to have so much patience with me. He said, but when I die, no, end of construction in his glory. We're under construction. He's the potter. We are the clay. Are you allowing him to finish the construction? Listen to this. This is one of the greatest statements you will ever hear, but you need to see it. This means that God is transforming each one of you into the dwelling place.
through the power of the Holy Spirit living in you. God is busy constructing, forming us into the Holy of Holies. Now we need to become that reflection because that's the perfection of love, the perfection of glory, the perfection of fire. That is where all and everything of all of creation is seated and constructed out of. Are you a host of heaven? Have you told me you're a permanent host, a dwelling place, a holy of holies? Are you aware of him each and every second? Are you representing him each and every second? Come back to the beginning. Do you see the honor and the privilege? What God has bestowed and promised to all of us. And the only way to thank him is not through your words. It's by imitating and revealing that. Living Jesus Christ. I truly believe, I know it, God wants Moraven Falls and all these mountains to manifest the Holy of Holies. Are you going to be a participant? Are you going to help him? Can he trust you? He's gazing upon his pavilion, over his pavilion, looking for sons that he can use and reveal himself. He's waiting for you and I to come and stand in front of him face to face. Because if you see him, you see the reflection of yourself. Because he said, I created you in my image. When you see his character and identity, you see your character and identity. Then you become a king. Then you become, you first become a priest. Then you become a king according to the order of Melchizedek. Then you become a son of God, the highest order. Son of God. And that's where God wants us. The earth is growing. All of creation are crying out for the sons of God to rise up. I want to tell you, it's been given, it's been granted, it's been ordained, it's been mandated, everything. We're not waiting on Christ. He's waiting on us. I bless you in the name of Yeshua, Mashiach. I thought we were going to do some ministry and laying on of hands and the Lord said, no. He's going to work with hearts. He wants to work with each and every individual with hearts. And I'm going to ask you something which I don't normally ask, but I just hear that. Don't go now and minister unto each other.
because spiritual realms and things have been shifted now in the spirit. God wants to work with you personally. Doesn't matter what your issues is, what your sickness is, what your disease, whatever you've got in your life, he wants to do it right now. So I'm gonna ask all of you to rise up and I'm just gonna pray and release a corporate prayer. You're gonna receive it. And whatever presence you feel right now, don't go out of it. There's no reason to step out of church or anywhere, even if you go for lunch or whatever, and to think I'm out of the presence. You dwell in the holy city. You dwell with him. Is it possible? For sure. So Father, we praise you. Thank you for stirring us. Thank you for even making many of us feel uncomfortable because you're stirring our religious spirit, our false doctrines in many ways that we believed that put us in captivity. And I ask that the breath of the Holy Spirit will just come and blow everything that is false, that's out of alignment, out of our bodies. Lord, I ask that the breath of the Holy Spirit will come into our spirit, man, that you'll expand it, that you'll move our ten pins, that you'll cleanse our thoughts, Father, that we start thinking like Jesus Christ. We think and do the impossible. We realize that we can't lose. We are seated in victory. We are ruling over everything. No weapon formed can touch us. Because we are in you and you are the light and we are clothed by the armor of light. Nothing can penetrate that. Your word said that you gave us eyes to see, ears to hear and the sermon. So this morning I come and I declare upon each and every one, you can see, you will see, you can hear, you will hear. You will have discernment in the name of Jesus Christ. I ask that your spirit of truth will be released into each and every heart in this place. Each and demonic power in a person will be removed with the fire of God. Lord, there's no place for darkness in your kingdom. And we are here sons of God to come and restore the glory of God to reveal Jesus Christ. We're coming to release the sound, the frequency, the vibration and the fragrance of God again on earth. That all of creation will come together in unity and glorify you. Thank you Jesus that you've anointed us that you've exalted us, that you have reunited us, that you are busy reconstructing us, that we lack nothing. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are with us each and every second. You will never leave us nor deny us. Thank you that you teach and equip us with the seven spirits of God to come into that place of maturity to take up our inheritance and dominion and truly represent Christ. Lord, and from now on, we're going to walk out of this place with attitude. 
Not being arrogant, but with attitude because we're walking in Christ as kings. We're revealing the great I am and we're so proud and excited about our king that we are revealing. About people, they have to see him. Ask that you release your spirit of joy upon us. That everybody that's lost their joy, get it back. You can't lose. You're son of the most high God, owning everything in creation. Lord, I ask that you shift bodies, souls, and spirits today. That this will be a new day, that this today in each and everybody's life, an altar in the spirit, an altar in the spirit will be built, a place of encounter where Jesus has spoken. And when God speaks, he changes. It's never the same again. That we will never forget the days where you called us to step into the Holy of Holies, into the city of Christ and become like Him. We thank you, Father, that we will never be the same again. Because we're going to walk in this unity with you. We're just going to move in greater dimensions each and every day. As you're going to start opening up the whole spiritual world. Because we've firstly been created as spirits. That we're going to start ruling from there. That the announcement we made with conception that sons of God coming to earth to rule will be manifesting in each and every life. And we say thank you. Lord, I ask that you bless each and every person in this place with the fullness of the activation and impartation of your love because love overcomes everything, destroys all darkness. Love is the greatest weapon of all. So Father, come and activate it in our lives. Every family that's represented here and even every church that's represented here. And we say thank you in the name above names, the name of perfect love, Yeshua.